The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, walk my sycamore. The Digital Gumball Podcast After Party number 21. This is episode number 73. We'll get into the after party in just a second. Here with my main man, Idris Elbow. Listen, we got a lot going on, even in these first two weeks of 2022, and we don't want you to miss it. The Idris Elbow Show, coming out on Mondays at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, 4.30 Pacific, on Twitter, Twitter Spaces. You know what that means? That means you have to follow my man, Idris Elbow. His Twitter handle is I am Idris Elbow. I am I D R I S E L B O W. You want to follow him? He's going to get that notification. When you do, he's going to uh, set uh, the time together for his Twitter pod chat, the Idris Elbow Show on Ashy Mondays. You don't want to miss it. The first one was great, and we want you to make all the Ashy Mondays on Monday, going forward, follow Idris Elbow. I am Idris Elbow. You know what else is coming? The Nookie Bishop Jr. Show. That's right. I'm on Twitter, uh, at Nookie Bishop Jr., at N-O-O-K-I-E-B-I-S-H-O-P-J-R. Nookie Bishop Jr. Show is going to be on Tuesdays, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. You want to go and follow me on uh Twitter now. I get the notification. As soon as we upload that week's notifications for the Nookie Bishop Jr. show, you'll get one. You just simply just tap on. You'll get a notification when the show starts. Boom. You can listen and participate in the pod chat. So we got a lot of things going on in 2022. Remember Ashy Mondays and the Idris Elbow Show Mondays on Twitter only. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. 4.30 Pacific, don't miss that. Tuesdays, the Nookie Bishop Jr. Show, starting January 18th, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. Do not miss it. Of course, you can follow us as well. We may do some intermittent podcasts with the three of us, T. Petty, Idris Elbow, and me, Nookie Bishop Jr., on our Digital Gumbo handle on Twitter. It's at the digital gumbo at the digital gumbo as simple as that you might as well just follow all three of us while you're going to go ahead and get on twitter and follow us so again at i am idris elbow at i am nookie bishop jr and at the digital gumbo we're going to have more pod chats and shows coming on twitter throughout 2022 we don't want you to miss it on to today's show digital gumbo podcast after party The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Joined now by my main man, B-Morse Finest, Idris Elbow. What's up, bro? What's up, Nook? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And, bro, thank you for that promo. Your boy got his own show, Making Mondays Ashy, Ashy Mondays. This is the Idris Elbow Show. 
That's what's up, man. We had great success with that. It was uh, technology is pretty simple. We actually wanted to do this in 2021, but the technology had not caught up. Now we're here, 2022. We are not looking back, man. The Idris Elbow Show on Twitter, bro. How was your first Ashy Monday pod chat on Twitter? Man, I had a good time, man. And, and if you guys um, didn't get a chance to check it out, you all missed a rare treat. Um, I had my boy Nook there with me. And, man, we um, gave a little bit of advice on um, kind of how to prevent yourself from being ashy. And we're talking about your, your mental self, your physical self, your emotional self, your spiritual self. Man, you missed something. If you missed that, you want to tune in on Mondays to catch it. Absolutely, absolutely. So remember, the Idris Elbow Show slash Ashy Mondays on Twitter. Only follow uh, Idris Elbow at I am Idris Elbow on Twitter. And uh, that's 7.30 Eastern on Mondays. And of course, uh, I'm following right behind him the next day, the Nookie Bishop Jr. Show on Twitter only, Twitter Spaces. And that'll be 7.30 Eastern on Tuesday. So we don't want you to forget that. Man, we talked uh, before we went ahead and opened up the mics about uh, this alcohol situation. People is engaging in something called dry January where they don't drink in January. I have not had an alcoholic beverage yet this month. You've had one in the last seven to 10 minutes. Dry January, thumbs up or thumbs down? All right, now, when I think of dry January, for me, it means I done ran out of liquor. <laughs> and it's a problem. But I think when they say dry January, people is like act, actually taking a break from alcohol. Now, normally I would not be a fan of this, but I tell you, a lot of people been drinking a lot since the pandemic started, a yeah. whole lot more than you normally drink. So I kind of agree with this dry January, you know, people might need to take a break, especially if you've been doing a lot of drinking. Um, not only because of COVID, you've been kind of in the house, but also during the holidays. And especially, too, if you got a whole lot of kids in, in the background, like talking. Yeah, yeah. What now? You, I hear, you probably I hear do my nephew kinda, back there right now. The drinks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear my nephew back there right now. So I, I, I hear you. Listen, your boy had a little bit of eggnog over the holidays and then uh, nothing in January yet, man. So I might be able to get through. We almost halfway through the month. It's like, you know, I might as well just go ahead on and just uh, finish it off, man. We'll see how it gets. You, you might as well, no. I'm, I'm proud of you. You ain't took a drink yet this year. That's good. You, you should just ride dry January on out. You ain't got nothing but a couple more weeks. There it is. Then I'm going to have a wet February. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll Now, I don't think it's intended for you to make up the oh, next okay. one. Double the drinking. <laughs> we'll uh, see how it goes. Once the uh, numbers get into the 20s, then I should be good to go. Okay, man. Now, you know about Black Friday, right? That's the shopping day after Thanksgiving, right? So Yeah, yeah, everybody know that. Yeah, so now they got something called Black Saturday. So this is the day that retailers establish whether they make a profit for the year or a loss for the year. Black Saturday, the receipts are in. Americans spent $200 billion, one-fifth of a trillion dollars, on Black Saturday, that was the last Saturday before Christmas, which averages out to about $1,000 per person. Did you wow. spend over or under $1,000 on Black Saturday? That would have been December 18th. You mean the actual day or are you talking about the whole holiday season? No, just for that day, 
All yeah. Americans spent $200 billion in gifts, and that averages out to about $1,000 per person spent on Black Saturday, December 18th, here in America. So were you over or under $1,000 spending on gifts on Black Saturday, December 18th? Oh, that was way under. Ain't no way spending $1,000 in one day? Yeah. Buying yeah. gifts? Nuh-uh. Nope. I was way under on that one. Yeah. Uh, I was under like zero. So I don't know. Somebody spent $2,000, but that person is my uh, spending partner. If they spent 2000 and I spent zero, then we get to that median spend of about $1,000 per person. I didn't spend shit. So I, I, I got to look back on the 18th. Now you said it was December 18th to see what, what I, what did I spend any money on the 18th and yeah. what did I spend it on now? Yeah. Yeah. December 18th, man. It's like, uh, I think it was some football games that day. So, I mean, I know I didn't buy no gifts. So that's a, that's a zero right there. So we just um don't leave that there. But I, yeah, I man. might have brought some wings. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. DoorDash. And- <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, $1,000 per person, $200 billion spent. You know, he's talking about all the economy and people are not going to be able to find gifts and buy gifts this year. Well, the average American spent about $1,000 per gifts on that day. You know who that was that probably bought a lot of that gifts? Panicky husbands who ain't bought nothing, that didn't buy nothing. Oh, yeah, you know. We, yeah, I, they, uh, that's probably why I didn't spend anything on the 18th. That was too far in advance. Like it's, it's got to have a, a, a two in front of it. Yeah, yeah. Before I really, really go out, it's got to have a, a two in front of the, the date. Yeah, they were saying that's the Saturday before. You know, a lot of people like chill out, watch football, go to church on Sunday. And then that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before Christmas. Mm-mm. And then you don't want to be out in the mall or panicking or the shipping on the Friday before Christmas. So that's why they said it was black. Friday, or excuse me, Black Saturday, and two hundred billion dollars spent. Um, wow! Man, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. Now, I, I was just wondering, like, how you know you calculate all this, like, between how much is spent between Black Friday and Black Saturday, right? Just that in between amount, right? From when you kick it off to like it's almost like at the end of it, yeah. how much is spent there? I bet you it's got to be half a trillion. I bet you they spent three hundred more than that. Yeah, it's a lot of bread, man. A lot of bread. So, you know, they do. They know exactly what they're doing. Right after Thanksgiving, or even before, really, right after October, they got going with them Christmas commercials talking about get it now, and they just ran them commercials to the hilt, man. Two hundred billion dollars on Black Saturday. That's correct. Everybody was trying to make up that money because, um, you know, the pandemic. Everybody is struggling. Yeah, you know, everybody's yeah. struggling. So everybody was looking to make up them dollars. Yeah, yeah. All right, man, we talked about this on uh, Ashy Monday on Twitter. Um, this is crazy now. The Delta crime is here. So apparently, first we had the flu Rona, right? And I told you I thought that was Florida Evans, but that is not <laughs> who Florida Evans is. That's not the flu Rona. It probably That's, came out of Florida, though. It probably did. Uh, flu Rona <laughs> is uh, half flu, half Corona. Uh, not beer, but you know they probably got a drink special too, bro. That's like half orange juice, yeah, half like Corona beer <laughs> or something like that. And they got it going for Rona. Man, I bet you they, I bet you they got like a big one you can get for nineteen dollars or something ends in nineteen. You know, six nineteen, eleven nineteen, or nine nineteen. <laughs> 
let me start giving my ideas away. Anyway, the Delta crime is here. I thought that this was a transformer. It is not. It is half Delta, <laughs> half um, half Omicron. So it's like another mutation that's here, man. I, I, I just how, how do you get how do you get two two split variants, a Delta Delta crime, and you split them in half? Man, you know like, what I, it like, is. What's that? I, I just wonder. Was that like somebody who had the Delta variant and somebody who had the Omicron variant, and they didn't socially distance? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they got together a little too close together, if you know what I mean, That's and then produced this spawn of the Delta crime. That's what it is. That's a you know not social distancing, being there. Maybe I'm vaxxed, maybe vaxxed. I don't know. Not masked up. No, that maybe. that that coming from an unvaxxed. <laughs> that, that, the Delta crime came from an unvaxxed union. A and they, they breathe union. And they breathing in each other's uh particles and whatnot, man, with all the coughing and hacking, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's Eve celebrations, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, man, Delta crime. I was like, damn. That's like, you know. I wonder also, if, you, if you get the Delta crime, I wonder if it lasts twice as long. Uh, man, hopefully it'd be like half as long, you know, but it's like, man, if you vaxxed, I think you stand a chance. I'm not a doctor. We'll uh, see how this uh, goes. But uh, man, if you uh, if you unvaxxed, man, and that's the first thing that get put on you, that's not, ooh, that's something else. That's something else. So we'll see. They'll probably have a new variant next week. It's just a matter of uh, them trying to get ahead of it. There's actually a company that I saw, they um, try and test for these variants way ahead of time, and then uh, work with the companies to uh, come out with some stuff to attack these variants before they can, you know, even form. So when they see patterns and stuff, they use all the um, computers, kind of like um, how they um, can sequence DNA and genomes and all that stuff. They're doing that now with uh, viruses. So they say they're trying to get ahead of it. Obviously, they're going to monetize it, but at least somebody's out there doing something about it, and uh, we'll see how this uh, continues to go. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just really tough, though. No, like I think, I think the number was saying like there was three hundred million people that have been infected yeah. with you know with COVID. You know, if you get three hundred million people and the variations in that, and you know that's 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 how can we keep getting variants, right? It's like it's so many people, and that number is so big globally. Like it just keeps changing on us. Yeah, yeah. And we uh, just send well wishes to everybody. You know, everybody's being impacted like this. Like I said before, it seems like we're rolling back the clock to 2020, but, um, you know, hopefully everybody will stay safe. Uh, stay safe. And I uh, want to give it up to, you know, everybody that's out there dealing with the public on a daily basis, frontline workers, EMTs, teachers, um, you know, uh, firefighters, uh, law enforcement, you know, anybody who literally has to deal uh, with the public, um, you know, we just, um, you know, pray for your safety and, and hope everything uh, goes well. But yeah, man, these uh, these variants are, are coming fast and furious. Okay, we yeah. talked about this yesterday on chat and I, I got to take a little bit of extra time to explain this. Okay, there's a country right, called Turkmenistan. Do you know where Turkmenistan is? Uh, no. Okay, it is actually it's, it's on, by it's by it's it's by um Kazakhstan 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 there you Kazakhstan go. yes you. that's why I was trying to say but this rum been a little too good to me 
So Turkmenistan is a country on the Asian continent, right? And um, they have this hole in the desert part of Turkmenistan that is about 230 feet across. Since 1971, this hole is on fire. It just burns continuously. It has literally burned continuously for more than 50 years. It has been nicknamed the gate to hell. Okay. So it just burns there. It's like kind so it's of, a big hole on fire. That's a, how, how big? It's 230 feet across. 230 feet across. Yeah. That's a big hole. It's a big and hole. And it's on fire. And it's on fire. It's been on fire since 1971, continuously. And it's called the gate to hell. It's called the gate gate to hell. Correct. So the deal is, is that there's a new president in Turkmenistan and um, he wants to permanently extinguish this gateway to hell that's been on fire continuously since 1971. So there was a previous leader who also tried to extinguish the gate to hell in Turkmenistan. They were unsuccessful. That's why it's been burning successfully since 1971. Idris Elbow, assess this. What could go wrong if they are successful in extinguishing <laughs> the gate to hell in Turkmenistan? All right, I, I'm going to back up. Before you go to them being successful, I, how do you extinguish a 250-foot hole that's on fire? And obviously, since 1971, ain't nobody figured it out or, or cared to mess with it. So why in 2022 do you want to mess with this burning hole? Exactly. It just, it just don't sound like it's a good idea. And how does um, extinguishing the fire from the gates of hell make it to the top of the to-do list? Right? This, this like, does it come right after, like, you know, part the Red Sea? Like, how does that make it to the top of the list of stuff to do? This is very, very 2022 on brand. I don't even know how they would do that. How would they extinguish a hole that's been on fire since 1971? Yeah, that's that's hard because I'm imagining if it's if it's on fire, then it, it's it probably mean it, it's some gas or some stuff mm -hmm. that's coming out the ground, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it ain't nothing that burns that long for like, you know, all these years. So it must mean like gas deposits or something that's coming up there, right? And it keeps coming, so it's there. And um, what was this thing that was um oh what's the name of the thing that was um on fire under the ocean? The big thing that we had, it was out there in the in the Gulf. Was it like Mexico? A, was it like uh, it was like a under undersea like earthquake, and then it just bust a hole, and then it's the fire was coming up under the sea. Yeah, it was something was a spill or something like that, and they it took them forever to put that out. Yeah, it took forever yeah. to try to figure that out. Now that was underwater, and they was trying to figure out how to put it out. And so this is like just burning like gas probably. So I don't know even how you do that because you can't use water on no gas fire. I can tell you that right now. That ain't going to work. And then the only other way, I guess you could try to rob it of oxygen, but that's that's a 250-foot hole that's been that's burning for 30 years. I don't know how you do that. 50 years. 50 years. Okay. 50, 50 years. 50 years. Yeah, that's 50 right. Years. 50 years. 
Now I gotta set my phone down so I can explain this clearly about what this this I got. Just hear me out. I got scientific okay. scientific oh, evidence. Boy. Okay, oh, we got a okay. solution. All right. Now, when these natural gas people started doing that fracking, remember drilling them holes yep. in, the, in mm -hmm. the ground? And then all these yep. earthquakes started because no one knows where the faults are. There's some faults like the San Andreas Fault in California and out west where people know where that is. But if you just get to start fracking, looking for natural gas deposits- <laughs> Just you breaking up the have, ground. <laughs> exactly, you, you could cause an earthquake, okay? So that's one. Okay, two, I think that your theory, uh, uh, has credence that it's a natural gas supply of some way, shape, or form underground. Now, what probably happened was is that it got hot in the desert part of Turkmenistan, or you know, simply lightning hit, set the you know the hole on fire, and it's been burning ever since continuously, um, where the gas came up and it's been burning. You just let that be. It's like you don't need to put that out, right? Like that's called the gate to hell. Now, let's yeah. just say. Let's just say theoretically they put this shit out, right? Okay, yep. and you put it out. Where is the gate to hell gonna pop up? <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> North America, South America. God yep. forbid it come up in Ar Antarctica, because uh, all the land masses, oh, all the counties used to be connected at one time. Yeah, and my thing. Okay, let's follow this. If it is gas, and you put it out. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that you actually stop the gas? Mm -hmm. Or is the gas backing up and it's going to explode and blow out some other place? Exactly. And then if you do put it out and the gas still coming, somebody come with a with a cigarette. Exactly. <laughs> and he's going to go right back up. You somewhere so where you don't... All the work you did is like, well, he was smoking and it, and it started back up. Exactly. You somewhere smoking a cigarette. Somewhere where it ain't known to be no gas leaks all of a sudden, and then you go kabloom, and then the gateway to hell is right at your feet. You got a, you got a 250-foot hole you got to deal with. Somebody else problem. The other thing is, is now, right, I told you about these continuous hells, right? Like, um, say, like, uh, you smoking a cigarette, and the ga gateway to hell pops up at the new location. You right there. You catch on fire and burn, and then, you know, you didn't do whatever and you end up in hell. So your last <laughs> moments on earth was you burnt the fuck up. And then now your new eternity is to is to like drown and burn. And keep burning. <laughs> Just keep burning. That's like jacked up. That's, That's really like, messed they, up. They should leave that hole alone for so many reasons. They should leave that hole alone. I'm, 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 and I'm imagining that this, if it's been burning for 50 years and you said it's in the desert, it's in the desert, yeah. It ain't like it's around nobody. Right. You know, that that means you gotta go to the hole. You gotta right? go like to it, the ain't, hole. it ain't messing with nobody. No, you they just kinda like, mess with it. Yeah, they kind of sell it as like a uh tourist uh attraction, but I don't think I Wait, would so they been making money off this thing? I don't know if they make money, but people know that it's there and you're allowed to get, I guess, so close. But let me tell you something. Of all the tourist places on earth, I don't want to go to nowhere called the gateway to hell. Okay. Just let no. me just let me tell you that. Hell's Kitchen up in New York, maybe Furnace Creek in California, but I'm not going to something called the gateway to hell. Death because Valley. If, Death Valley. Exactly. What if it's an earthquake that day and you fall into the hole? How about that? Yeah, the whole what if the hole expands? Exactly. <laughs> you go from 250 feet to much bigger and you close by. Mm -hmm. The other thing is now, listen to me, bro. This is this is scientific proof. 
Okay, now people lead the, need to lead these gates to heaven, you uh, gates to hell alone. You remember heaven's gate where the people put on the sweatshirts? Oh, yeah, and the, the, the coat. Yeah, yeah, the coat, the coat. And, and you know that this was some doomed shit because their leader's name was Do, D O, and he was a white man. And they said what? that Haley's, remember they said Haley's Comet was oh, coming. Oh, the Haley's Comet was coming to take take them, right? Exactly. Yeah, that was All from day. the from the compound. And I don't I know if they drank the Kool-Aid or what they had, but Haley's Comet never came and got their asses, and they found them all dead in the house. You need to leave the gate to heaven and you need to leave the gate <laughs> to hell gate. alone. <laughs> that, is, that is not good. Listen, I know about three gates. Gabriel's Gate is a wonderful restaurant in my hometown, Buffalo, New York. When we go there, we'll go to Gabriel's Gate. They have some of the best chicken wings in the city of Buffalo. Uh, that sounds good. What other gate do I know about? I used to live near Gate Circle. I used to live about a half mile from there. And um, I don't know about- The Golden many. Gate Bridge? Golden Gate Bridge. I ain't been there yet. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I ain't with no gates, so- uh, I hope that they leave this damn thing alone because I just see, you know, you don't want to mess around. It's the gate to hell. And again, um, you know, if demons or whatever is living in there and then you make them homeless, they're going to roam and they're going to find you a new house and it might not be where you want it to be. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, I, I don't know much about the leader of Turkmenistan, right? Mm -hmm. But um, he, he or she, they probably got some scandal going on and they need some distractions. That's that's the only reason. It's like, oh, we done messed up. What can we do to distract people? Uh, let's go put out the gates of gates of hellfire. <laughs> That'll distract folks. They got something going on. If that's at the top of their priority list, it's, it's something much worse happening that they doing. Exactly. Duly noted. We got our eyes on you, Turkmenistan. We watching you. We watching you, Turkmenistan. Don't you extinguish that gate to hell? It's gonna be hell to pay. Okay, social media news, bro. Okay, so for the first time ever, views of TikTok videos surpassed Google searches in 2021. In other words, you know, Google's where everybody goes to get the information. More people watch TikTok videos than look for stuff on Google in 2021. You know, I can believe that because um, I, I, I don't have a TikTok account, but people in my house... You know, they be on TikTok and I, I'll watch they as, as they go through. But you go through like, I, I would say you probably go through 50 videos in a minute. Yeah. Right? Because you, you just like look at them. Maybe not 50 in a minute, but you, you do a good 20, 20 videos in a minute because you only look at it for like 10 to 12 seconds and you on to the next one. So I can see how you can rack up a lot of, a lot of video views on TikTok, so I, I believe that. Exactly. Now, one of the things that they have on TikTok, a lot of these people make food dishes, right? Like they take the raw ingredients, they put the spices in, they show you how to prepare it and whatever. So they have the TikTok, you know, people be making recipes and dishes. In 2022, the food that you actually see people preparing on TikTok, you can yeah. order that. TikTok is starting their delivery service and you can say, I want this dish, that's in this TikTok video and the individual kitchens will go ahead and make that food and then right. TikTok is going to have a delivery. Right, I'm, I'm going to tell you that that's the death. This is going to be the death of TikTok right there. That's <laughs> you know why? Because they try they try to monetize everything. And then, you know, yeah. that's the whole purpose. Like, you know, you do a platform like that. You get a lot of people on it. And then people start saying, like, how can we make more money off of this? 
Mm-hmm. Like, what if, what if we able to get the food the people cooking right to the people? And I think that piece is like, when you start doing that, that's like, oh, Lord, here we go again. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's about to be the destruction of TikTok, where everybody's going to hate it. I give it about a good a good year before before we find out TikTok is a, a black hole of nothingness. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm going to give them less than that. I'm going to give them six months, and here's why. They only going to be getting one and two stars because these motherfuckers that's going to be delivering the food going to be doing TikTok dances and shit with your delivery <laughs> and making TikTok dances in the car on the way to your house. By the time they get there, your food going to be cold and you're going to be like two stars and you're going to be very, very that, You know, that would be, I, I would be mad though if I ordered something off of TikTok and it came and then the driver turned the delivery of your food into a TikTok video. It's almost mm-hmm. like this self-perpetuating, like never-ending cycle of TikToks. <laughs> Unbelievable! And then I'll, I'll be watching myself get the food delivered to my house. <laughs> TikTok <laughs> delivery video—that's some funny shit. That's some funny shit. Um, you know who else is trying to squeeze every penny out of the American economy they can? Taco Bell, they are they are selling a taco subscription service, $10 a month. You can come in every day, one day, one taco a day for a month for $10. Um, you know, I, this this is the new thing though, no, like it is a, um, a subscription economy. Everything is going to subscriptions, right? Yeah. It is like, you know, we, we started with like music and albums and now everything is subscriptions, right? You can probably get a subscription, everything. I, I got a a telemarketing call the other day. Guess what was the subscription um service to? Incense. No. Plumbing. Oh, Plumbing my God. Oh. It was like $18 a month. You can get a subscription if any plumbing go wrong in your house. Up to $8,000, we'll fix it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, they got plumbing subscriptions now? They got subscriptions of everything. Man, they tripping. I would have told them, look, I'm, I, 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 got, I got a contract with Mario and Luigi. We good. Thank you. Please remove my number from your uh, from your call. And let's have a nice day. Happy New Year. They're crazy as hell. Okay. So the Taco Bell has a subscription service, DoorDash, they are short. Wait, how much is it? It's ten dollars for what? Ten dollars a month. Yeah, and you get at least one taco a month. You can go in and or get one eat. taco a day, but you know you're not going to. Oh, a taco a like, day. So that's yeah. like thirty tacos. Like, but you gotta really love tacos to get your money worth out of that. Yeah, yeah. It's like ain't nobody going in for one taco. You are gonna get you whatever these Baja drinks that they make up and the little tater tots or whatever it is. You're just not going for one taco. So they might, you know. It might be something. I, I don't know how the numbers are going. I know, but, but the thing is, what, what it is, is if you get a subscription like that, you're just going to you're just gonna, you're gonna eat more Taco Bell, right? Because I like I, I, I go to Taco Bell. I eat the Taco Bell, but it might be like three, maybe four times a year. Yeah. Right? And if I spend like $10 at Taco Bell and I go three, four times a year, that's like $40. Yeah. Right, that I spend in that year at Taco Bell, maybe of that. But then if it's ten dollars a month, that's one hundred and twenty dollars. That's already three times the amount of money I would spend at a Taco Bell. 
Yeah, so that's, that's you know, for them, they, they're going to come out on top. If you do have a subscription, that's what they hoping. Enough people will do it. And you ain't going to go there every day to get no taco. Nobody don't want to eat a taco every day. Exactly. That's for college students. Plus, you got to probably give up your email address to get the taco subscription so they could bill you. So they're going to be sending you <laughs> offers and people just going to be getting unnecessary shit um, from Taco Bell. So they're going to they gonna make their money back. They're going to make their money back. Okay, bro. I, I heard Taco Bell got wings too, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I was like, they got wings at Taco Bell. Further contributing to the chicken shortage as we know in America. Goodness. <laughs> um, DoorDash, they are shorthanded. They are making all of their executives from the CEO all the way down deliver DoorDash at least once a month um, so that A, they can help, you know, cover the shortage as far as the delivery persons are concerned. But B, they also want people to learn from the ground up and see if they can improve the processes in any way, shape or form about how the food is delivered. These executives are pissed and even regular, like, you know, salary and hourly employees at DoorDash have to make at least one DoorDash delivery a month. And they are pissed about that. I think it's a good way to learn. You know, this one, like, I don't know if I follow this one, right? Because, first of all, my thing is, like, just say they they do do it, right? Yeah. That means that you paying this executive a hundred times the amount that a normal driver would get. I think that shines a light on wage inequality right there, right? Like, if you, if you, you got an executive that's out there driving and they're getting paid the same rate that they get paid to be an executive driving, right? It's like, hmm, why are you getting like a hundred times what a driver gets? So I think that's that's one one issue right there. The the, the second is, you know, if you, if you think about this, so if you are a CEO or an executive, don't need to know all the details about or be in the details of everyday business. Because if you are, that means that's a distraction. That you ain't going to be thinking about the strategy, where the business need to go. You're just going to be lost in the weeds and stuff. So that's just, it just makes for poor, poor management as well. So I think this is, just, this is just crazy. That don't make no sense to me. See, now you're looking at this the wrong way, right? First of all, okay, they all probably right. control, like they probably, if it's an executive that does it, it's probably like a cutoff level as to when they, they'll just refund the customer's tips that might make the customer's day. Okay. Cause you don't know if it's an executive or, you know, somebody that's, you know, hourly staff that's delivering your food. That's one. But two, if I was, they made me DoorDash, I'm going to get one that's near my house. And I'm going to like at two o'clock, I know I'm supposed to leave at five, but I got to go make that DoorDash. And they'd be like, I couldn't get back because of traffic. I'm like, I see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> you got to make it work for you. <laughs> I like no, I like I would not do that. The main reason I I, don't, I wouldn't do that, and the reason why I don't do food delivery now is because I'll be too tempted to eat people food. Yeah, I just I just know me. It's like you can't have no bag of fries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sitting beside me in a car, and I got like a, a fifteen to twenty minute ride. It just it, I I just know myself. So exactly, <laughs> I cannot only, do that. About the only thing I would not eat is pad thai. I don't know what it is. It just that's just not my deal. Everybody that <laughs> loves it loves it, but I I'm not a pad thai person. So if I know I'm going to pad thai palace to pick up something for somebody, that shit is safe. 
So you know, I, I I can't eat pad thai either. Like, and pad thai is like for me, it's noodles that's cooked in like a, a wok or a big wok pot. Mm-hmm. But it always tastes like dishwater to me for for some reason. And I, maybe yeah. I've had bad pad thai, but it just I I don't like it either. Mm-hmm. Man, so yeah, so they out here uh, door dashing, man. Um, they're saying now, as of 2022, debt collectors can holler at you via social media, Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> um, Instagram. Wait, wait, I, wait let, let, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Before you finish that sentiment, it ain't no debt collector want to catch this smoke coming from social media. I, did I, I wish a debt collector would get on social media. The mob would like destroy them. <laughs> they said you can holler. It's like, you know, you find a person, you do your research. Like, this is so, you got to be clear and upfront about it. This is so and so from blah, blah, blah agency um, in an attempt to collect the debt. Uh, please contact us immediately regarding your account. Now, if the person say, stop contacting me on this social media, you have to stop. But I'm just saying, if somebody's on Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, and do Facebook. You know how, do you know how people g- go hard on social media? And I, 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 if somebody sent me a message that a debt collector sent them, I think I would put some some choice words in there for them, just just on general principles. That that's a very complicated process because you got to warm up to and friend the person that you're trying to get the debt from. Then you got to watch them a little bit. Then you got to send a message. <laughs> then you got to look and see if you got cussed the hell out. And then you got to see, you know, like, you know, it's, that's that's very complicated. But mm, I don't know, man. Unless like, you know, it's got to be at least $1,000 worth of debt. And I got to be getting like at least a 20% commission, 34% commission on it for me to be trying to chase these people down. I mean, it, it, it ain't worth it. I don't, th- I don't think it's worth it to debt collectors because people already don't like them. And you know, when you go on the social media, people, people, people don't hold back nothing. So debt yeah. collector, they got to be at the bottom of the, of the rung of the ladder. But if you get cussed the fuck out, you can pretty much identify that that is the person that you're looking for. So. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Because yeah, yeah. you, know, you, you mess up and you make a mistake. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your boss you looking over. back from that. Exactly. Your boss looking over your shoulder. What are you doing? you like on Facebook. Like, you're on Facebook. Like, oh, no, I'm trying to find these uh, debtors. We're trying to get paid. Boss. Yeah. Get but paid. you know, the other thing, too, that I think it would be hard to do that for debt collectors is like, I, I'll be honest right with you right now. It's like, I don't I don't know what's real no more on, on the Internet or social media. I think it's all fake or, so, or some scam. Right. Yeah. Like if, if somebody did say like, hey, you owe me a thousand dollars. I'm a debt collector. I'd be like, that's a scam. Yeah. Block. Yeah. You know, yeah, so exactly. there's no credibility on the internet. Like, it don't make you more credible. It make you less credible. That's true. If you ask me something on social media, that means you you is less credible. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You gotta watch yeah. out. You gotta watch out for these uh 
these uh, false prophets on, <laughs> on, uh, on social media trying to collect debts. You listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, After Party number 21, episode number 73. Thanks so much for joining us. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is a podcast all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics with a lot of laughs in between. We're available, our entire library of uh, catalog and library of episodes is available on all podcast platforms, including Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We're available on all smart speakers as well, including A-L-E-X-A. We can't say it because we'll make that device if you have one go off. And of course, we're available on Google Assistant. So download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. You're inside something that's called the After Party, where we just go uh, freestyle and uh, do some quick hit items. Here uh, with my main man, my podcast mate, Idris Elbow. He's the uh, author of Ashy Mondays, and he is rounding up and starting something called the uh, Idris Elbow Show on Twitter. Go and follow him on um, Twitter. I am Idris Elbow is I am I-D-R-I-S-E-L-B-O-W and the Idris Elbow Show comes to you on Twitter spaces at 7.30 p.m. on Mondays. We have a new uh, one coming up this week. And, um, you know, we just encourage you to follow him on Instagram as well for Ashy Mondays. His uh, name is the same on Instagram. I am Idris Elbow. I am Idris Elbow. My name is Nookie Bishop Jr. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, man. Um, the Blackberry died this week. They finally turned it off. Did you ever have a Blackberry? What? And are you sad that the Blackberry is now officially dead? You know, no, I never had um, a Blackberry, AKA Crackberry. But <laughs> when they first came out, it was the first, you know, it was like the personal digital assistant kind of phone email all in one, right? Mm -hmm. So they was like, you know, uh, you know, I think, they kicked off the smartphone kind of revolution yeah. when you think about it. Cause um, after the, the Blackberry came out, like Apple came out with the smartphone, which just basically did away with the buttons that the Blackberry had and kind of gave you the, the introduction of apps and these different uh, applications. Yeah. So I think it's, it's got a history there that we're going to look back and kind of say, wow, that kicked off the smartphone kind of um, revolution, but I, I never owned um, a Blackberry, but folks who did were like really into them. Yeah, yeah, it was the first smartphone. They tried to bring it back some kind of way, but uh, they never could recover after the, the big smartphones came out from um, Samsung and Apple. So rest in peace, Blackberry. If you ever had a Blackberry, I knew that you had a big ass job because you was reading emails. <laughs> and um, when them Blackberries yeah, came out- Yeah, you emails on the go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you can get emails from your job on your phone? I was like, oh no, I want no parts of that. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just stay here in my menial little task job and uh, not have to carry one of them phones around. Um, thong Man, um, United Airlines, a man tried to board United Airlines using a thong at a as a mask. They told him it had to be like a real deal mask, not a thong or a bandana or anything like that. These are the new regulations. He refused to comply. They got two marshals and got his ass off of the plane. And he is permanently barred from flying on United Airlines. The stupidity continues into 2022. A thong for a mask. A thong for a By mask. By chance, was his name Cisco? Thong, no. thong, thong. <laughs> that is that's crazy. Why would you want to put a thong on your face? Knowing what what a thong is, a thong is a is a string that goes between your butt cheeks. 
Mm-hmm. And you gonna put that on your face? This is it, it. Don't make no sense. Clean, dirty, or different. I do not want a thong anywhere near my face. That is just. That's probably the least of his problems. Is probably the breathing thing. He probably got some kind of rash <laughs> on his forehead, yeah. ears, nose, chin, <laughs> neck. That's just so stupid. People, people just really. Um, they really. I don't know. People are just stupid, bro. They're just stupid. Yeah. Um, yep. Cash question. They are offering $10,000 to move to, I believe, the state of Oklahoma and up to $12,000 to move to West Virginia. Would you move to Oklahoma for 10K and would you move to West or would you move to West Virginia for 12K? All right. I'm going to tell you this. 10K and 12K, when you move it, that don't go a long way. Because I'm, I'm just thinking about this. I moved before, right? And most folks have moved before, and they know if you move in a place, you got the deposit and the first one rent together. You got to do that. Then you got the moving expenses, right? And then you got to um, turn the utilities on, and your credit ain't, uh, ain't, ain't that good. You got to put a deposit down, <laughs> On them utilities. Yeah. And by the time you do all that, all that money is gonna be ate up in the move. Right? So uh, so my thing is, what did you move into? Is it Oklahoma? Uh oh. Oklahoma is one state offering cash, West Virginia is the other. Yeah, so what did you move to Oklahoma and West Virginia for? And it and 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 I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. When I think of those two states. Especially as a black person, I don't think like, ooh, that's the promised land, Oklahoma and West Virginia. <laughs> like, that, like why, why am I going there again? <laughs> Man, so, so, so yeah, 10,000, 12,000, that, that, that's not enough to, to get me to, to want to move. And yeah. it may not be enough to really pay for a good move by the time you add everything up. Yeah, yeah. Now, now hear me out, okay? Oklahoma is off the no. That's that's not a possibility because that's in the plain states and they have a lot of um, tornadoes and stuff there, right? Like let's just say the law of unintended consequences. So say you're a single and you pocket the ten or twelve k and you move into like a studio apartment in Oklahoma and you go to work, but then a hurricane or not a hurricane, a tornado happens and then the building where you was living at when you went to work that day ain't there no more. You like $10,000 in the whole minimum. You have like nothing, no belongings. So that's one thing. Now, man, if somebody offer you that money, that means you ain't going to come out on top. Mm-mm. I don't see how you can come out on top. It's a trap. Now, West Virginia, if I was close to retiring and I found me a nice plot of land next to a, a stream, maybe a farm, and I could build a, a, like a solar, you know, like a forever home there in West Virginia, Maybe Mm -hmm. somewhere just near like the city where I can go in and get my groceries and stuff, man. I might consider it. I might consider the the 12 grand. If I'm going to move anyway, or I could just tell them that that's going to be my permanent residence, but I'm a really like live in Northern Florida or something like that. (laughs) Just pocket the 12 grand be like, you know, nobody's the wiser, you know? So Yeah, I tell you, it may work. Like you said, if you already want to move to the states or you planning to move to the states then that mm-hmm. that sounds like a good idea yeah, but as yeah. an incentive to move to that like as a as a something to draw you to that 
I, I don't think that's good enough. But if you're yeah. going to move that anyway, yeah, I'll take the 10 to 12 grand. That's going to help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Animal story. Okay. So, you know, the concept of if they get one of ours, we're going to get two of theirs. Right. Okay. Yep. This is in India. Okay. So there was a dog that um, attacked and killed two monkey babies. I don't even know what a baby mm. monkey is called, but that mm. was very, very sad. Two monkeys. That is sad. That is sad. Two monkeys went on a rampage and killed some dogs, plural. 250 wow. dogs they killed before the animal what? handlers in India finally caught the two monkeys responsible for the dog killing rampage. So 200. What? They, they killed two and then like, wait, they, two monkey babies, they say everybody got to go. They said all the everybody dogs got to go. Got to go. They showed the fangs, wow. the monkeys, and everything. They killed 250 dogs before the animal experts in India finally went ahead and apprehended the monkeys. They were scoping them out and seeing who they was. They but found you know, out who that, they were. That, I'm, I'm saying that kind of makes sense, though, right? So, like, you there, and you see this thing, and it killed your babies. It is kind of just like, you think, like, I'm going to take care of this threat that's threatening our babies. Yeah. And I don't care how many of them it is, I'm gonna go through it until they all go. And that was it was it was a simple calculation. That's a lot of dogs with 250 dogs. That was putting in work. That Man. was like, look, you know the thing about this though, Nook, you said it was two of them. Two monkeys killed 250 dogs. It was two. Okay, I'ma say it was a whole monkey. They had a they had a convening. There's like, look. As a community, they say, like, these dogs kill two of our babies. How many more babies is going to be at risk by these dogs? Yeah. And they sent out the two hit monkeys. <laughs> it's like, look, <laughs> he said, who, who can get this done? And they found the two hit monkeys to go out there. Because that, that's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like it was a community of monkeys that made that decision and then sent the two monkeys on a mission. And, you know, I, and I bet you this, I bet you ain't no more dogs gonna mm -mm. kill no more monkey babies. Mm -mm. No, they done made an example out of them dogs. Now, I wonder if and, like- And the, and, 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 the, and the lesson, it might've been the human beings that they wanted to teach the lesson. Mm. Cause it's mm. like, look, the dogs might not get it, but I know these humans gonna get it. Yeah, They're going to make yeah. sure there ain't no more dogs around, no more monkeys. I want two things to come from this. I want the primate experts to do a study to like really see like what happened with this. Okay, that's one. The other thing is this sounds like a good ass movie. Like I would watch this movie. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I, would I don't even know what you would I, call I it. Tell you. Monkey business coming up next on Lifetime. <laughs> Television for everybody. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that, that that's fascinating animal behavior. Mm, mm, right? Mm. That like two two monkeys could go take out 250 dogs. And I wonder too, like, if it was just two monkeys. Now I'm starting to think it might have been a whole lot of monkeys just switching off. Mm, mm, mm. Just switching out because 250 dogs, that's a lot of dogs. 
They said they were scoping them out and they found the two monkeys that they said was responsible for the 250 deaths. So you never know like what we get, like gets watered down in the news or what gets reported, you know, in the media. But they said they got the two monkeys that was responsible. And I seen them, them teeth was sharp. They look like they did it. I mean, snap judgments on monkeys are well. <laughs> they look like they did that shit. They look like they did it. That's they look like they up. did it. That's discrimination. Okay. Stereotyping the monkeys. If they look guilty, they look guilty. They 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 pose for the wrong frame and they use that one. Yeah, this is the one we're gonna use right here in the story. Um, Florida man animal story. So there was a contractor that was supposed to. He was working as a zookeeper in the Naples, Florida Zoo. Something happened. Um, he was supposed to feed the monkey. Or excuse me. He's supposed to feed this tiger. He's supposed to feed this tiger like a Malaysian tiger, which is very fierce. Actually, yeah. I don't even need to put the word fierce in front of a tiger. It's a tiger. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a tiger. <laughs> so just let me just make that <laughs> distinction there. It was a tiger. He went to pet the tiger or he went to feed the tiger. The tiger jumped on him and I think he lost his arm. The police got involved and they ultimately had to put the tiger down, man. I'm just like... Okay, mm. if you're if you're supposed to be doing duty X, you know, like they clear the tigers out so you can clean the cage, or if you're supposed to be a zookeeper or whatever, or you're a contractor, but then they pretty much, I'm sure, you know, tell you in training what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to damn do. And the tiger attacked the man. Um, he was trying to pet it or feed it, like they said. Cops got involved and they had to put the tiger down, man. Man, this is sad, bro. Yeah, that that is sad, and I, you know, I hate it for that for that man that he got attacked by an animal. But like, you know, you was keeping this animal in a cage, a wild animal, and uh, you can't you can't blame the animal, right? Like you was in the you kept this animal caged up, and he's a, and it's an animal designed to be in the wild, and so you can't blame the animal for that for that attack, right? But then uh-huh. at the same time, now that they not attack the human. It's almost like you can't let them go, right? Because it's like they're gonna do it again. Yeah. So yeah. it is. That's it's just a bad situation all around, and it brings into a question again. It's like, why is we keeping animals in 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 zoos? You know, for entertainment. You know, it is. You know, it's it's just sad all the way around for every everybody in the animal. It is sad. Well, they, they got them boundaries there for a reason. Stay away from them boundaries. Stay on the proper side. You know where you're supposed to be and you know where the animal's supposed to be. So whether you're a contractor or a zoo visitor or whatever, I know people trying to, you know, got cabin fever that they're dealing with and stuff. Man, stay your ass on the correct side of the barrier and don't make them people come and call the police because just, you know, because you wasn't respecting boundaries and stuff. And that goes doubly for you people out in the wild. I know, again, you know, you want to go out and take your little nature videos and stuff, but stay away from them animals. They they really ain't been around people during the pandemic. And when they come charging at your ass and kill you, it's going to be your fault because you went into that animal's home and you're not on the proper side of the burial. That's a, a, a barrier. You in their house. Yep. You in their house. That's why they got that rope and that barrier and them signs there. Them people are scientists and they know what they're doing. You can mess around and play around if you want to. Be RIP for your ass. Okay, <laughs> bro, it's been about, it's been three years since we went to the hockey game the last time. Um, wow, it's been was, that long. 
it was uh, the same Sunday of the Super Bowl when the Eagles beat the Patriots. So it's been about three or four yeah. years because we was back at the old, old house. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll tell you all a quick story. I got molested by this lady, this older lady <laughs> at the hockey Yes, game. you did. Yes, okay. you did. <laughs> so me and Drees, um, Mrs. Nook got us these excellent tickets, great seats. And it had the buffet when, you know, people didn't have to wear masks. This is way back in 18 or 19. Um, great buffet. People, all the people could drink. violate your personal space. Exactly. All <laughs> up in your face. So we, we got our we got our food and then we got our drinks and they had these pub tables. So you could get about four people at the pub tables. No chairs. Would you stand there and eat your food and drink between the intermission of the hockey game, whatever. And uh, we found a nice table. There was an older lady that was there. And um, we were like, you know, can we just stand here? Is anyone, um, you know, standing here at this table? She's like, oh, no, no, you're fine. No problem. So, And, and she was with her granddaughter, too. She was with her granddaughter, too. She gets introduced into the story in a little bit. So me and Dries was off to one side, and Granny was, like, closer to me. And I had this shirt from Arizona. It had a picture of a barrel cactus on it. So um, I went to turn around, like, to wipe my face, like uh, some chicken wing juice or something I got on my face. And I turned around and granny had her whole palm of her hand rubbing my chest, like my chest bone, right? And she was like, oh my God, it's a barrel cactus. She goes, I haven't seen one of these since I was a girl. Now, you know, I'm not going to go off on the older lady. Now, if she was younger or something like that, I don't really allow people to violate my personal space like this. But I mean, she was, she was older. She easily had to be in her 70s. And I was like, okay, so I like gently backed away. And then all of a sudden we hear like from, um, you know, like a couple tables away, she's like, oh my God, grandma, are you bothering these gentlemen? And the girl comes over, she has a drink in her hand. She goes, is my grandma bothering you? I was like, no, 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 she's fine. She's fine. She's like, grandma, you can't touch people. She goes, I know, but it was a barrel cactus. So we were there at the table for a minute. We laughed about it. We finished our food and drink and then went back. To our seats. Yeah, that, that was one of the wildest things I ever seen. I was like, oh Lord, like what is what is this what this lady come from? And why is like, she rubbing on you? Oh my god. It was one of the strangest, <laughs> like somebody had to be there to confirm that story. If I tell you that story, you'd be like, you lying. But you was there and you saw it. She rubbed my chest, bro. And I, and I still don't believe it. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Unbelievable. So um when we went to the hockey game the um super bowl sunday a few years ago we had those great seats again thanks to mrs nook it was the las vegas golden knights against the washington capitals and we had the seats that were three rows behind the um the bench so we saw both benches you know the guys got off and on the bench the shifts came in all nine yards it was great i'm telling that story to say this there was a hockey fan in seattle they have a new team called the seattle kraken the Vancouver Canucks okay. were visiting. So what um, you see the backs of people's heads and stuff when they're in the bench. And this hockey yeah. fan saw um, a mole on the neck of the equipment manager for the Vancouver Canucks. This is the visiting team. So the equipment manager does a lot of things. Get the Gatorade and water bottles together, the pucks, the sticks, the helmets, literally in the skates, anything that has to do with equipment and sometimes beyond, the equipment manager is responsible for this. The yeah. hockey fan from Seattle saw a mole on the visiting team's equipment manager's neck. She tied. Right, okay, all right. I, I, I know you like sitting close and you can kind of see stuff, 
Yeah. Well, if I'm watching a hockey, hockey is high action. Yes. I tell me it's quick. It is, you know, and you got to be paying attention. So yeah. I'm sorry. I would have, I would have missed this. I don't know how you, how you can peep out a mold on somebody's back of somebody's neck at a hockey game. Exactly. So you watch, I think she might've saw this pregame. So she was watching the action and then she texted um, on, she wrote a note on her phone and it says that mole looks cancerous. You definitely want to get that checked out. So she went down the five rolls and pressed her phone up to the glass so the equipment manager could see it. Now imagine if you're in a different city and you oh think that another God. fan might be trying to mess with you and you're trying to do your job, getting all this equipment ready for the game he kind of blew her off, okay? Yeah, because so, I, I would think it's like somebody heckling you, right? Yes. It's like, oh, you're like, yo, look at that thing on the back of your neck. Yes. You know, I was like, okay, I'm focused. I'm, I'm doing this, you know, with my team. Yeah, yes. I, I, I would be taken aback by that too. Exactly. I like, this lady crazy. Exactly. So at that moment, he kind of blew her off. They went back home to their home city. He went to the dermatologist, had the mold looked at, had it removed. Um, they did a biopsy on it. And it was malignant. They um, so he was very, very relieved that he did follow through on this. It gets better. So um, the Seattle team, the Kraken, and the Vancouver Canucks, they got together. They found this fan, reunited her with the Vancouver equipment manager. Both teams put up five thousand dollars for her schooling, um, for her to pay for books or tuitions or whatever. And the um, equipment manager publicly thanked her for um, having a good eagle eye and spotting that um, that cancerous mole on his neck, bro. That's that's really uh, good looking out as far as uh, a fan is concerned at a hockey game, bro. Man, that is like a, 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 super, a super fan. Like, they look, they see everything. But my thing is, like, you mean to tell me she wasn't no doctor or nothing? She just, like, she could just spot cancerous, like, moles on people? I think, like, she yeah. ain't had no training or nothing? I think she's pre-med. And um, okay. yeah, I'll be telling that story okay. in every damn essay to get into medical school I can and beyond that. So <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's a wild story. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. That's so, um, you know, hockey and as all sports have uh, the anti-cancer initiative, she was a one person anti-cancer initiative right there. So shout out to, to that fan for spotting that cancerous mole. Um, let's see, bro. Uh, the debate, uh, they say in these toy kitchen sets for boys, um, some people are saying thumbs up. Some people are saying thumbs down. I'm saying thumbs up. I'll tell you a story. Before he got married, Michael Jordan, they did a story on him on 60 Minutes. It's before, you know, he got married. And what happened was they showed him at his house, taking care of his apartment and vacuuming and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that, bro. They showed him taking care of his house and the whole nine yards, and it was really, really smart. But people are saying, <coughs> <coughs> "Damn, you okay?" Hold on, yeah. Let me let me fucking <laughs> let me get a sip of water. So, uh, so quick at it. So while you getting a sip of water, I, I must I must say this: I am pro cooking sets for for boys. Uh, my, my son has had two kitchen kitchenette sets, and he loved them. He loved them. Now, I, I just wish that getting them the kitchenette set actually turned into them being able to cook <laughs> and make food. Sometimes it, it don't lead to that. It's just a toy that they enjoy playing with, <laughs> but they don't, they don't, they don't, it don't lead them to knowing how to cook. So I'm, I'm all for 
And I, I think that's it's just one of those things. Like that's like you gotta to live, you gotta eat. And everybody at least need to know how to cook. So I think, you know, I don't even know what's what's the problem, why people tripping on this one. Man, I'm in the same boat. It's like, look, um, you know, you might be lucky and find somebody that's going to be with you like uh, forever or somebody can cook, or you might have to be the one that's going to have to cook. Man, ain't nothing wrong with these kitchenette sets for boys. And then, you know, man, they might get involved in the culinary arts, have them a restaurant, might have them two, three, four restaurants, come up with a dish, get a cooking show. Man, uh, Food Network, you know, Guy Fieri ain't gonna live forever. You know, uh, what's the what's the one that uh, always be screaming on the contestants? Um, oh yeah, the, the one that be mad all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I forgot it. Yeah, I forgot his name. Gordon Ramsay, he can't live <laughs> forever. Ramsey, Somebody gotta it. take these new shows. Yeah. So yeah, man, get these kitchen sets for these boys. Let them imagine and grow, man. And it's all a form of intelligence. So people be tripping, man. They yep. be tripping. I don't. Yep. I don't understand that. I don't understand. Sorry for that coughing there. So there's always one section of the show where, like, I have a little coughing fit with it being drier. <laughs> it's it's usually winter. when you're trying to do the the the, the outro promo. You tell everybody where to find us. Exactly, exactly. You know what it is? It's drier air in the house now um, because it's a uh, winter, it so uh, I'm a it little is. bit more susceptible to uh, to coughing. Okay, bro, Team Rocco or Team Elmo? Do you know about this? Oh, dude, are you talking about like the, the arch nemesis, uh, Elmo? Yes, <laughs> yes. Rocco? <laughs> yes, if you don't have little babies, Rocco is a rock. Zoe is um, Elmo's homegirl, and Zoe loves Rocco. It's literally a pet rock. And um, as as um, Dree said, that is Elmo's arch nemesis. Um, man, you got kids, so explain this, explain this Team Rocco, Team Elmo thing, man. Yeah, so, okay, Elmo got this friend named Zoe. Zoe got this pet rock. But every time Zoe and Elmo be playing together, then Zoe always interject with Rocco. So they could be eating, um, they could be having cookies, right? And it's, it's Elmo and Zoe. And then Rocco be right there. And Zoe's like, well, Rocco want a cookie. <laughs> and Elmo's like, he'll rock. He don't need no cookie. He's like, no, he wants a cookie. And they'll give Rocco a cookie, but it'll wind up being Elmo's favorite cookie. <laughs> Elmo's like, what? <laughs> and so this 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 rock, and one time, like, you know, Zoe's like, hey, I'm about to step out for a second. I'm about to go out the playground, whatever she was gonna do. Can you watch um Rocco? <laughs> and Elmo's like, it's a rock. Don't nobody need to watch this rock. So, mm-hmm. so Elmo and Rocco be going at it, and yes. Elmo look like he be ready to cuss out Rocco. <laughs> yes, they go, they gonna make Elmo cuss. Uh, Rocco is. So, if you don't know, what we talking about. We'll put some of our notes to this in the uh, pod. We'll put a link to this in the podcast notes. Just um, YouTube or Google search R- Rocco R O C C O versus Elmo versus Zoe. And you just click on the two minute clip and you will feel Elmo's pain, exhaustion, fire, and you will almost hear Elmo cuss, but Elmo don't cuss. So um, we just- <laughs> Almost. Gonna, almost. We're gonna pray for peace for uh, Elmo in 2022. Man, what's good on TV? Man, you know, I've been watching this thing called um, Homestead Rescue. And okay. what it is, is, um. 
is you know how you have all your home renovation shows, right? Where they come in, something's wrong with somebody's home and they come in, they fix it up and then they do the reveal at the end and it's wonderful. Well, yeah. Homestead Rescue is for people who are living off the grid, right? These are the people who decide like, I'm gonna go buy a plot of land and I ain't gonna be connected to no utilities. I'm gonna try to make it out here on my own. It can be in the mountains of Tennessee. It can be the, the um, Everglades of Florida, wherever it is, it's off grid. But the thing is, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they, they, they don't know what they're doing. And they are close to almost like dying or like having to leave. And then they bring in this family called the Rainies and they are from Alaska and they know what they're doing, right? Like okay. they've been living off grid forever and they just know how to do it. And so they bring them in and they, they tell the people everything they're doing wrong and then they help them fix it. And, and then they do the reveal at the end of the show about how they fix the homestead, whether that was figuring out how to get water, figuring out how to build a root cellar. So I'm fascinated by this show. So that's, that's, that's what I'm watching right now. Okay, okay. Now, I, I, I understand that concept. Again, we talked about the West Virginia story. See, I would like have me an off the grid house and trust you me, I, I have mad respect for people that like you know, they don't want that utility bill and water bill and all that stuff. And they living off the grid, like for real, for real, that could be like maybe my doomsday, like second day home. I would have them come in after I messed up and hopefully get my, um, my home right. But, uh, that'd be my second home, not my first home. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I, yeah. I, and I and living off the that. grid is, is cool until you ain't got no water and you can't go to the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, Wi-Fi. Or you got a water. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the one right there. Wi-Fi. It's like, mm, if you ain't near a tower, you you might get stuck. You might get stuck. Yep. Um, for me, I've been watching pretty much the same old, same old uh, Law and Order SVU and Law and Order Organized Crimes, um, two of the best ensemble cast that's on television. Um, that's a good show. I haven't been watching too much of anything else, but. Uh, you know, I got to find me some shows to watch since uh, football games will be dwindling down and um, winter is going to be long. So, oh, Euphoria is back on HBO. Uh, oh, I'm season two. Season yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts off a little slow, but I'm definitely going to uh, watch and get into that. So that's pretty much about uh, the three shows that uh, I'm going to be uh, that I'm going to be watching uh, right now. So. That's what's up. Listen, man, before we go, um, I'll get your final thought in a minute. I want to put a PSA out from the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Listen, um, our hearts were touched by these two massive fires, one in Philadelphia, the other one in the Bronx mm -hmm. that um, mm -hmm. killed uh, folks uh, in those buildings. In Philadelphia, I believe 19 or 20 dead, including children. Yeah. Wow. Um, they finally wrapped up the arson investigation. And what they uh, determined is that uh, a baby playing with a lighter near a dried out Christmas tree may uh, have sparked mm, uh, the mm, fire. Mm, mm. So, um, you know, our uh, hearts uh, go out to, to those that passed away in that fire. Also in the Bronx, um, there was another apartment building. Um, that investigation is continuing, but they're saying it was a fire that was in the building, but it traveled through the entire building. They believe a front door of the building being open created um, coupled with a top door uh, on a roof, created a backdraft and essentially just sucked and gave fuel to the fire. Um, and I mm. believe 19 or 20 people also passed away, including children on that. So we just want to say two things. One, 
Um, we know that it's generally when the clocks go back, when people are supposed to check their smoke detectors. If you have smoke detectors that have batteries, please change the batteries right now. Put the podcast yep. on pause, check that and do that. Um, some of yep. us live in areas where the smoke detectors are built into the electricity system, um, but you need to have a battery backup uh, if you uh, have that type of system, just in case. Uh, carbon monoxide detectors as well. There was a tragic case of uh, a chef here in the um, DMV, uh, the Washington DC area, where it got cold and there was something that was wrong with the heat supply. A uh, generator was moved indoors and they passed away as well. Um, I don't mm. believe that there were carbon monoxide uh, detectors working uh, at that time. And then I know that, um, you know, everybody likes to preserve and keep their Christmas trees up, especially the natural ones. Um, but we're supposed to water those and those types of things. And we may be getting with uh, Martin Luther King coming up now, you know, almost a month or more where people have had their natural Christmas trees. Uh, might be time to just drag them to the curb or, you know, take them in some type of uh, a bag to a, a reserve or, you know, uh, just uh, call your, your local sanitation department, figure out how do you get rid of your trees. But, um, you know, after first of the year, it's pretty much like uh, lights out on people watering and keeping those trees fresh. And uh, we want everybody uh, to, say, uh, to stay safe. So no matter what it is, smoke detectors, um, uh, carbon monoxide detectors, and also Christmas trees, and just talk well with the kids um, about, um, you know, um, fire hazards and those types of things. Make sure you do your drills or at least you know where the family meets up or what your secondary sort of escape route is. But uh, very, very tragic. And again, our hearts uh, go out to those impacted by those fires in Philadelphia and in the Bronx and New York. Um, Dries, give me a final thought, a prediction, a shout out or flowers. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you this uh, kind of comment and prediction. So not too long ago, Apple became the first think company to reach a valuation of $3 billion. Mm-hmm. I think it's like valued at $3 billion. That's three, more than three, like... Tri- I think it was, was it I'm, I'm sorry, trillion. $3 trillion. Yeah. Thank you, thank you yeah. $3 trillion. $3 trillion with a T. With a, with T. a T. So this is... is, is more than the top probably 50 companies combined, right? $3 trillion. Yeah. Uh, so like this is significant and just like the amount of like just wealth that's being like accumulated and then concentrated on there. And so, you know, I really do think like, you know, that we're going to see Apple um, over the, the, the next kind of couple of years, like folks are going to be kind of questioning this massive accumulation of wealth in like one entity, $3 trillion and kind of what that means um, for like wealth inequality. I think that's something we're gonna have to kind of grapple with and, you know, because it's not gonna stop, right? If you're at 3 trillion, right? Like businesses are designed to grow and to expand. So it's going from 3 trillion and it's gonna be exponential growth so like, what does that mean going forward? When is enough enough? And when do we put the brakes on it? So yeah, yeah, man, that Apple, uh, that Apple uh, iPhone 14 coming, you know, that's going to be another trillion right there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're probably going to break. It's going to be four trillion in probably like, you know, uh, 18 months, you know, like yeah. you just it's just going to go go exponential. Yeah, yeah. Man, um, man, this last week of uh, 21 and these first couple of weeks of 22 has been crazy, man. 
Uh, rest in peace and flowers to uh, Betty White, one of the best comedic actresses of all time. Uh, she passed away at 99, and I didn't get to see her 100th birthday, but she uh, has a legacy that is uh, untouched and unmatched uh, as an actress, a person, a human being, and she was beloved by all. So um, we want to give flowers to uh, Betty White. Uh, we also want to give uh, flowers and say rest in honor to uh, Sidney Poitier. Uh, yes. Grace. Uh, you know, um, you know, sort of dignity and, and so many other things uh, personified. I watched this. I watched the CBS Sunday morning piece about Sidney Poitier, and he was interviewed by Leslie Stahl. And it was at one point in his life when Sidney Poitier actually did not know how to read well, and he worked at a restaurant. And so the story mm -hmm. that he told was that. Um, a gentleman sat down with him. He said, what's in the news? And he would read the newspaper with that gentleman every single night he worked in that restaurant. And uh, that's how Cindy, uh, Sidney Portier learned how to read. So, yeah, God can take you from very, very humble circumstances, man. And, you know, first uh, African-American uh, lead actor um, to win an Oscar. And then uh, his uh, classic movies with uh, Richard Pryor as well, director and uh, a great, great humanitarian man. They don't make men like Sidney Poitier anymore. So uh, rest in peace uh, to him as well. And then um, uh, we also want to say rest in peace to uh, Bob Saget, man, America's dad, Danny Tanner from, uh, um, I was, I was going to say Family Matters. Is that right? Full that House. Full, Full house. house. I'm sorry. That's right from um, Full House. And, um, you know, he hosted America's Funniest Videos for so many years. Um, Dries, I think one of the funniest things I remember about Bob Saget is that um, when he came out with that HBO special and he was just cussing all over the place, it was like <laughs> you saw before your eyes. He wasn't yeah. Danny Tanner no more. He was Bob yeah. Saget, the cussing comedian. He was funny as hell. And uh, I remember that HBO special. I need to go back and watch that, man. But uh, uh, rest in peace uh, and flowers to, uh, to, to Bob Saget, man. So uh, even within these first two weeks of 2022, been some very uh, hard uh, pills uh, to swallow, uh, especially in the entertainment industry, man. But, um, you know, um, our hearts, uh, hearts go out to them, man. And, um, you know, uh, definitely want to give them their flowers here at the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Man, any thoughts on any of those? Man, yeah, one, just Sidney Poitier was just like what he meant and what he brought, um, not only to the screen, but just, um, you know, the whole um, civil rights movement, right? Like he funded a lot of that. It's just his legacy is just just so immense. Uh, and then, you know, Bob Saget, man, he, he brought us viral videos, right? Before, before that yeah. was a term. Yeah. Right. Like, that's what it was. That was America's Funniest Home Video was like viral videos. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, Betty White, just like just her, um, you know, her career and the longevity of her career. Right. And doing what she loved for such, you know, all her life. I think that holds like lessons for all of us. Right. Like do what you love and embrace what you love. And, you know, no matter like how old you get. Right. Like you're always going to be doing what you love. Absolutely. Absolutely. They were saying that all the golden girls now is reunited in heaven. And I bet you that's going to be a funny ass show. I bet you that's a funny ass <laughs> show nightly. So uh, peace uh, and uh, rest in peace to Betty uh, White. 
All right, man, I'm going to try and get through this last part of the show without coughing and hacking. If you heard me early, I apologize. I could not <laughs> hey, hit the yeah, mute take button. Take a sip of water and get a sip yeah. of water. I could not hit the mute button fast enough, so my apologies on this. We are asking you to follow us on Twitter. Not now, but right now, right now. He's at I am Idris Elbow, at I am I-D-R-I-S-E-L-B-O-W on Twitter. I am at Nookie Bishop Jr., N-O-O-K-I-E-B-I-S-H-O-P-J-R. And you can follow the show at The Digital Gumbo, at The Digital Gumbo. Why? We are going to be having shows on Twitter, on Spaces on Twitter. We had uh, Ashy Mondays as part of the um, Idris Elbow show this past Monday. Every Monday night, 7.30, just a quick uh, sort of pod chat. And uh, Idris will be ho- will be um, holding those down. Then on Tuesday is going to be the Nookie Bishop Jr. show, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific PM. And uh, that's going to be the Nookie Bishop Jr. show. I'll be bringing in people, talking about things, whatever we want to talk about, but uh, be a good uh, adjunct to the main pods. And uh, again, the Idris Elbow Show, live pod chat, 7.30 on Mondays, Nookie Bishop Jr. show, 7.30 Eastern on Tuesdays. Uh, let's see. On Instagram, we are at the Digital Gumbo Podcast. And then the, and Idris's name is the same on Instagram. I am Idris Elbow. I am Idris Elbow. And then on Instagram, uh, I'm at I am Nookie Bishop JR. I am N double O K I E B I S H O P J R. Um, again, we're available, I mean, our entire library of episodes is available on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google, uh, Spotify. You can catch us literally on any podcast platform. And we're also available on your smart speakers, including A-L-E-X-A. Again, I cannot say that name because your little smart speakers from that company will go off. I don't want you to cuss me out. I'm trying not to get cussed out as much in 2022 now i don't know if i'm gonna stop cussing people out as much in 2022 but i'm just trying not to get cussed out as much in 2022 we're also available on google assistant as well so we want to say uh thanks to you for listening in hey nay from naptown was listening to you man on ashy mondays we had uh b diddy from the capital region the 703 she was listening in we had lw from the 513 and we want you to go and follow us. The minute you follow us, we get a notification. That way we can push out notifications to you automatically that um, the Nookie Bishop Jr. Show or the Idris Elbow Show will be coming up again Monday, 7.30 Eastern, only on Twitter. We will not be recording those. Those are just special pod chats for those that follow us on social media, on Twitter specifically. And the Nookie Bishop Jr. Show coming up 7.30 on Tuesdays on Twitter. So you want to go right now and follow us. Man, I think I am all talked out, man. You got any final thoughts? Anything else that's on your mind before we wrap this up? Man, you did good. You didn't mess up at all with that. I'm Thank glad you took a sip of water. I, I had a sip of water and a lozenge, so I think that's going to be my MO now between like my lozenge. Yeah, lozenge. That's <laughs> a lozenge. Also, um, I'm still going through like a little bit of uh, the dry. Um, the dry air thing. So I used to have this supervisor real quickly. I used to have this supervisor at this company that I got fired from. 
Um, my supervisor's name was Michelle. She she coughed like an old sailor that smoked Salem's or like uh, camels <laughs> with no filter. And the way that uh, I laugh now, I, I actually don't like the sound of my own voice, but the way I've been caught, the way I've been laughing with like this cough that's in my throat, I actually sound like Michelle, my old supervisor. So wherever you are, <laughs> throwback you directly responsible for firing me, <laughs> but your ass had that uh, sailor smoker cough. So I hope you got that shit fixed uh, in the many years <laughs> since I got fired from that job where I used to work good at with her. <laughs> Shout outs. <laughs> that was petty as fuck. T. Petty would be very, very happy. <laughs> very proud of you. Very proud. Very proud. <laughs> All right, this is the Digital Gumbo Podcast, episode 73, After Potty 21. T. Petty has been on assignment. She may be on assignment for a couple more weeks, but she will be back soon. We'll have the gang all back together. In the meantime, we have 72 other episodes to keep you entertained. And uh, again, follow us on social media, specifically Twitter, and uh, the Eat Yourself Well Show Mondays on Twitter Spaces, 7.30 Eastern, and the Nookie Bishop Jr. Show, first show coming up January 18th. Um, on Twitter, 7.30 Eastern. We thank y'all for riding with us. We love you guys. Stay safe, stay warm. Look out after one another. Call your people, check in on them. Make sure they're good. This is a crazy time. And, um, you know, uh, just treat uh, each other nicely and kindly and do unto others the way that you want them to do unto you. Anything else, bro? Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. We out. See y'all next time. Thank you.